Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. My goodness. Are you happy or what? Like, give me some feedback here. Well, I'm happy we got the win. Correct. Uh, I, I'm happy that our offense looked um, – efficient no matter which quarterback was out uh, I True. like that uh-huh. I like the fact that our offensive line looked much better uh created holes I thought you know um Moss did a damn good job of being patient and waiting for the blocks you know to occur before taking off and ran really hard yep uh I'm not happy with the second half defensive play calling I am. You are? Yeah. I I am not a fan of playing safe. I understand you want to you want you want you want 40 to nothing like uh like Dallas I want, over the Giants. I want you to continue doing whatever it was that was working. I understand I understand the concept of playing defense to slow a team down. I get that. When you have a three-score lead, I understand the concept. I, I, I fully get it, and I understand that it works the majority of the time. I, I understand. But I know it's college. Colorado State tried that and lost, right? Right. Colorado, right? They had them. And then they went soft defense, right? And, you know, Sanders' team took advantage of it. I seen it last year with the Colts, right, where we'd have a big lead, you know, and then you'd go soft on defense. And next thing you know, all it takes is one bad thing to happen. One bad thing to happen, and and, and, and it can start to roll, right? That's that's the thing. And it works. You want cushion. You want them to. If you want them at forty to nothing. You would have been satisfied with. I would have been satisfied if it was. As long as I mean, get, yes, we won by ten. But legitimately, we could have. We could have only had a three point lead, if it not for that stupid left tackle holding uh, out on that touchdown pass. Yeah, that right? was yes, though. I want to remind everybody that Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, NFL, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite uh, casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember, use promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Yeah. I think we're, I mean, at that point, I feel like they were nitpicking, but at the same time, uh, I think that that was pretty much, I mean, to, it, it, in my opinion, that's the best Colts ver- version of the Colts we're going to get right now was yesterday. Like, and I was, I was absolutely pleased with that. Like, I think I'm going to be honest with you. Like, it's got to come down too. Oh, 100%. 100. What was it? Eight penalties for something? Yeah. You can't have any penalties, yeah. But 
I think two of them were BS. But you know, I think I think that uh, false start penalty on Quentin Nelson early in the game—that yeah. was some BS. That could have went either way. I would have did the same thing he did because, uh-huh. like, as, as offensive linemen, we're trained like if they're in neutral zone, reach out and touch them. Now, the only my, my only thing is this: he did a little thing with his feet, like right before the D tackle move. and that's the stuff that we're not like that we that we overlook. And as an offensive lineman, I know exactly what he did. Like he did like this little thing where he like did like this little like step like this. Like it wasn't like he false started. He was just like 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 adjusting himself like in his uh-huh. stand. But it looked like that could have been what triggered the defensive lineman to jump. But you gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. Like he does like this, like this little like this little like like yeah. Oh, I saw it. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. That was but enough. aren't you allowed yeah. to set your feet, you know, continue, as long as your hand and your head does yeah, not you move. are, but it's the it was the it was the speed of his feet. Okay, but like in my opinion, I'm like I'm like ooh, that could have went either way because realistically, I, I just felt like that was like that was ticky tack. Like that was like that 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 was. I mean, you could have it, it was tomatoes tomatoes at that point. Yeah, but I it, the only thing is like I felt like they wouldn't have caught it if he re, if he reacted faster to touch him. Like he waited a little bit, then he finally reached out and touched him. Like. Like, you know, like when I was in New England, they harped on that shit. Like if somebody jumped off sides, like right away, boom, reach out and touch them. Mm-hmm. Like don't even wait. Like he waited like a little extra second, and that's when the, the refs were like, nah, I got to give it to you. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I've always thought, uh, you know, you could do the river dance with your legs as long as your hands and your head <laughs> stay perfectly damn still. Yeah, yeah. You know, as long as your head don't go, uh, you know, right. and your hands don't come up. Well, that's what I'm saying, like. But that's the but that's the thing though, right? And that's what we can talk about on the show is like you can't leave it up to the refs to determine uh-huh. the fate of your of, of, exactly. of the outcome of the game. Like, and when you start doing that, luckily, you know they could they made mistakes that they could get away with against Houston. We can't make those mistakes against teams that are better, though. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, we can't have the little penalties. We can't have the false starts, offsides. The DPI, we just can't have them. You got to cut down them. The only thing I'm pleased about is like the lack of turnovers right now. Like oh, yesterday, yeah. that you was, know what I'm saying? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Zach had Zach Moss had zero fumbles, which is nope. fantastic, right? Uh, you know, no interceptions. We didn't give up a sack. There was a couple quarterback hits. Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying that the offensive line played played perfect, but they no. played much better than what they did against the Jaguars. Hundred percent. Um, even even the backup when Wesley French came in for yeah. Ryan Kelly, I thought he played pretty good football. There yeah. was a block by Will Fries, the right guard, the second mm-hmm. year right guard that everybody is hating on right now. There was a block where Will Anderson did this beautiful twist move inside, right, and Braden Smith had to take care of the the tackle, like right. what you're supposed to. Right. And and then Will Fries takes care of 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 the defensive end. Mm-hmm. He did a beautiful job of grabbing him and just pushing him right out in front of the quarterback and just led him straight across the backside of the O line. You know, and yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. that is perfect. That is exactly how you defend that. You know why? Because right? he stayed <laughs> square. Huh? Because he, he stayed square. He didn't turn mm-hmm. his body. I saw. I, I know exactly which play you're talking about, and I was like, "That was." I said, "That was nice," but you know, a lot of guards get in trouble because they don't because they don't stay square, and when they turn on the twist, 
you can't when they loose back, you can't get them because your body's this way. He's coming across your face. You got to get that back so you can collect and then take them. Yep, that's you know one on one. That's for another day. But yeah, he's he he's he did a good job on that though. He yeah, he. he, he I, I thought overall, you know, my my if I got to pick a group that was the best in the game, those it, it was it was the line. Offensive line, I, I, and I then both lines. I would say, and then, I would say, and then secondly, and in my opinion, it could go neck, neck for neck. I, I'm saying it's the D line because they apply that pressure and they look good. Like right, like it, you had guys step up. You even had you know um, EJ came in. He got his he got a sack. Blew through there. Boom. You know linebacking core. When those times you after the quarterback, they got after the quarterback. They didn't let him feel comfortable. And we can get into like second half of of, of he felt a little bit more comfortable, but. I have a little wrinkle of why I don't want to give it away yet. I want that to be on. The and show. then, and then there was one one thing I was a little. Uh, there was a few on defense, especially by EJ Speed, where they tried shoulder tackling, and I'm like, no, mm-hmm. why are you doing that? This mm-hmm. this is not high school, you know. Or you're not Ray Lewis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you're right. not. Like, we we don't right. have that linebacking core that can just. Mm, we yeah, don't have that. Exactly. We got long, we got long, wiry guys that exactly. that look like they can play defensive end. Like you know, what I'm saying like, but my biggest my, my biggest question is, where is Leonard? Like I know he's on the field, but like where is he? Yeah, that's a that's a big question. No, I mean uh, I like, seen I seen he was coming off and on the field quite he's a off bit. and on a lot. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, even when he's on, I see a replay. I'm like, oh yeah, there he goes. Like he's clearly not the same player that he was two years ago. I think that they're still like getting him full cup because he he was cleared for contact. What uh, just week one of preseason, right? And he went through this big long ordeal where it was like what almost two years. It seemed like you know with his because he had that injury. Uh, mid-season of two years ago right right so you know it's been almost two years since he's really played a real football you know at, at full speed full strength i think they're still trying to ease him in some you know lawrence, uh with lawrence, his snap counts and things of that lawrence, nature lawrence 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 i feel like it's a lot more serious than what they're telling us we'll see i just feel I, like i just I, something He's not even the same vocal person he was. He's not even the same guy on the field. Like, just like I, this is from a player's perspective. Like, like if like if he's not the same guy. Period. Like the way he made his plays, the way he was so effective was because he was very demonstrative in everything he did. Right, and so as a player, I know where he is on the field. I know he's got this. I know he's gonna get his route up. I know he's gonna go make a play. He gets out there, and I'm watching, and he's just out there. You think he's got Regardless, a little bit? Yeah. Some, some just ain't. Yeah, like, and I'll be the first to be able to admit it because I've dealt with injuries, and I know mm-hmm. how that mental game goes. And I know when you know that you're not the same and you know you can't take that same hit or that same workload or that you're just not that same guy, and maybe these guys aren't looking at you the same way and you mm-hmm. can't pull the antics you did before. Now my game has changed because that was my game. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And so I worry about that as a, for him as a player. Like, you know what I'm saying? Not from, he ain't making plays, get rid of him. Nah, like, what's going on with him? 
because he's not the same player, and it's a lot more going into it. That injury is really affecting him, and it's a lot more serious, in my opinion, than what everyone knows about. I mean, the Colts know about it, but I think it's it's something going on, man. Maybe, maybe once he gets more snaps, maybe he gets more comfortable and he gets away from that fear a little bit. You know, uh, it's possible. That's that maybe that's what the Colts are trying to to, to accomplish with him because okay. I see where you're coming at. I see where he's not playing. He's not playing with that reckless abandon that he no, was playing. He used to be in there everywhere, punching mm-hmm. balls out and just just body yeah. flying around and you know what I'm saying, coming downhill. Mm-hmm. And I used to be like, man, ain't no way he hit me like that. As, if I was still playing, he's too small. But he would come down. He would. He was fearless. And now it's just like he just scraping over the top, getting in there. Hand just gets mm-hmm. in there. Like he'll get in on a tackle, but he, he ain't the first one to make contact. I just don't know where he is. And I just like, you know, like. I, I'm glad that EJ Speed has been stepping up and playing well. You know, he's in there in the mix and Zaire's playing well. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just like, mm-hmm. our linebacking core a couple years ago was the strength. Like, it overshadowed the defensive line in in, in, in some regard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now it's kind of taking it's, – it's, it's flip-flop. And it's because it's – I feel like as soon as he got hurt, it just changed. And now, like, even yesterday – I was hoping for him against the Texans, against a team that we have to I mean, arguably is probably one of the bottom teams in the league, right? That's a game where you get your confidence up. You start making plays, boom, boom, boom. And they got four offensive linemen out, and I can get in there and, you know, rat- rattle some of these younger guys that are not as good. And I just didn't see it. See, I I had talked to Paris Campbell earlier this offseason, right? Yeah. And, you know, uh, if there's anyone that you could talk to about having significant injuries and overcoming the the mental part of it, that's him, right? Because right. he seemed to have one every year. Right. And I asked him about that. And I asked him how, you know, how it is to get over a really significant injury. And he says, it takes time, right? That first game, you're worried the whole game. You know, he said he worried. he's worried the whole game. It's not until you get a few games in, yeah, where you start to get comfortable, right? And yeah. and, and and that's if you don't have another injury during that exactly. time, even a thing or a bruise. I'm telling you, know, you he, man. Said, he said even those will set you back mentally, right? Listen, I'm rubbing After my major knee. major I'm, injury. I'm rubbing my knee right now, just thinking about it because when I came back the next season, I told myself in training camp, I was just like, listen. The only way for you to be able to play well, the only way for you to get back to the player that you were, that you were, mm-hmm. you cannot think about it. You just have to go. You have to trust that it's there. Trust is going to hold up. Trust it is what it is. And you just got to play because if you go out there and you're trying to protect this thing, if you go out there and you're trying to if, – if I'm protecting my knee or whatever injury it is, how the hell can I be the same vocal player, the same guy that's popping off back at the defense or the offense – getting in there with reckless mm-hmm. abandon and I'm trying to protect something and not hurt it. It just doesn't, yeah. it, does, it doesn't work. It doesn't, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's why I said it about him because I feel like I see what's going on and he's not going to be the first set. He's not, why would he admit that on camera? And why would the announcers or anyone else in the media know that unless yeah. they knew what it really felt like? To mm-hmm. That's like when Andrew, when he retired, I knew that was, listen, as soon as that happened, I was like, I know, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I know why you did that. That's rough to come back from all those injuries all the time and rehab and mentally and all that kind of it's crazy. And not just and not just that, but you come back and now you got an injury that for some reason you can't figure out and can't get right. You know, on top of that, something going on with your lower leg, whether it's your ankle, your calf, whatnot. 
you know, and he understood understandably the last three, four years of his career, he was always dealing with something, you know, and, and he didn't want to affect that long-term in his life, which I can utterly respect, man, your life, your, your quality of life is 10 times more important than your employment. Right. Especially I'm going to say, especially after you've made enough money to where you can have, you know, you already have some of that available for the future, like what Andrew Luck had. Right. I understand fighting through it because you haven't quite made enough yet. Mm -mm. But Well, that's for the average player. Yeah, exactly. Andrew would have retired with $60,000 in his account. I promise you that. The average player, they're going to they're keep beating their body up until they get that number because Andrew never came from not having. Exactly. So and, the, and money, had- the money aspect wasn't moving him. It didn't motivate him. Yes, it motivated him to get a, a contract that he deserved to play football, but that's not what kept him in football, if that makes sense, right? Like, like he always came from some type of money, like upper middle class, like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. around the game at a high level because of his dad and all that kind of stuff to where it was just like, I got enough to be comfortable. I got enough to sustain the life that I have growing up and more. And he I'm had not. a degree that could make him a ton of money, right? Man, those Stanford guys are so well-connected. It's incredible. I think Stanford, Stanford's equivalent to any Ivy League school, period. Like the Harvard, the Yale, the Princeton's and all that. But it's the West Coast Ivy League, in my opinion. But, like, they take care of those guys so much. And I think Stanford gets more recognition because their sports are better than any other Ivy League school, right? Yeah. That's not debatable. They are. Um, on every For every sport, damn near. Exactly. But, like, I had a guy that – Retired. His name was Matt Copa. Played at Stanford, offensive lineman. Uh, when I was with the Patriots, he ended up getting pulled off the practice squad, going to uh, Philly. Off season, I signed with the Colts. Go to Vegas. I'm living it up in Vegas. I look over in the steakhouse. This is after my after my first year here. So we're a whole year year and some change removed. He spent the whole year in, in Philly. After the season where we pulled him off, and so he went that whole season, whatever. He got hurt, hurt his back, and I heard he retired. So I, I look over and I look in the steakhouse and I see this dude that looks like Copa with like all these like like and Copa's like half German, half black. Okay, so he kind of looks like, but he looks like he could be like Asian a little bit. It's like a weird combination. But anyway, me and him got really close. So I'm like, that looks like Copa, but he's way skinnier. He's like with all these like these like short like white dudes, like they're like. None of them are over six feet. It's like four, probably four or five of them. Like, I don't know. We're in Vegas. That's random. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so finally, we make eye contact. And he's like, Donald, what are you doing? I'm like, Copa. And we're talking. He's like, dude, he's like, I retired. Mess, I messed my back up, had surgery. I retired, moved back to Cali, meet me and my wife. He was like, this Stanford alum heard that I, I, that I moved back, gave me a freaking, like, he was an engineering major, gave me an engineering job for making 200 grand a year. He's like, dude, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. He was like, but I just got a job because Stanford. I was like, bro, that's the stuff I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the connections they be having. Like, so it's just a very well-connected community of kids, alumni, all the above, like, you know? Yeah. You know, he would have been good either way. <laughs> I, that's all I have to say. He would have been good either way. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I definitely. understood why he made that decision. It's because it's tough. Yeah. Um. Did you watch any other games or anything that you wanted to talk about for the the regular NFL recording for the review of, of this past week? 
The Jets are who we thought they were. Okay. All right. So you you want Denver is going to be bad. Yep. Yep. Cowboys fans, pump your brakes. Stop it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I could go on and on. This goes on and on. I think uh, Philly looked very, very dominant. Their run game is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's off their offensive line. That was an impressive, impressive, impressive feat. That reminded me of a couple of times when I played that we just 200 yards rushing, just, I mean, mauling people. It was impressive, man. Like, there, yeah. those are those. I think, uh, you know, um, I don't. Buffalo's a good football team, mm-hmm. and oh, I was yeah. never worried. I was never worried about them losing to the Jets. That was their fault because they should have put their foot on on their on the Jets' neck when they lost. So that I mean, but that, it just showed this week. I think Cincinnati has some issues, a lot of holes, a lot of holes. I don't think Burrow deserved that money this early, but you're going to give it to him regardless. In my opinion, yeah, yeah. I think in the league, when you get a quarterback to take you to the Super Bowl one time, then it's just like, oh, God, we can't let him go. But I don't think – everybody thinks Burrow's, like, super good. But the reason why I don't think Burrow – Burrow just doesn't have that leadership qualities to me yet. He's young. He's 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 brash. He's he's an asshole, oh. in my opinion. Mm. And, like, that, in, in my opinion, as an offensive lineman, like, I got I to gotta mess with my quarterback. If I don't like my quarterback, that's a problem. So I just don't feel like my personality as, a, as an offensive lineman – who I know I am, I have a problem with Joe Burrow. Like, I, I, w- I don't know. I don't think I would really like him like that. I'm just speaking for, for myself. Like, yeah. I'm not speaking for anybody else, but I just see things. Like, I see, like, I could have told you that L.A., after they won Super Bowl, they were going to be trashed the next season. I told everybody that. Nobody yeah. ever listened to me. Yeah, I, I, I've been telling people all offseason, the Cardinals are trash. Kyler Murray got overpaid. Mm-hmm. And the Broncos, that wasn't a one-year thing with Russell no. Wilson. There's an issue there, you know. You can bring back uh, Bill Parcells and it'll still be bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, seriously, one of the big things I want to talk about, you know, after we get the, the Colts recording done and we get into the NFL recording, biggest thing I want – one of the biggest things I want to talk about is how the Cardinals were up 20 to nothing at halftime against a team that got blown out, literally blank by the Cowboys the week before, and then they let them come back and beat them, right? Because they have no leadership. Mm-hmm. It comes down to everything is in the locker room. On Sundays, we can do X's and O's all we want from coordinators and, and the head coach can scream and yell his head off. It doesn't matter. It comes down to the team being grown men and understanding the task at hand, and somebody's got to step up and lead by example. That's why when I was in New England, newsflash, we didn't practice on Wednesdays. Unheard of. No practice on Wednesdays. Why? Because we had a group of a group of a, a, a team that everybody knew what the hell to do and how we were going to conduct ourselves and get it done, and he trusted us. My second year in New England, Brady never practiced. Believe that or not, and will come out and throw for 400 yards. He never, I swear to God, he wouldn't, he would come out, he would warm up when the media, the cameras were there. As soon as the cameras would leave, he would leave practice. He wouldn't even stay on the sidelines. Wow. And we would see him at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the offensive unit meeting. Wow. You know what I'm saying? But, like, at the end of the day, though, we knew how to win football games. And when we were down, we knew how to come back because we had a group of guys that, understood we had leaders on that on those teams that would lead and get guys going right and so like when you see a team like arizona 
lose a lead because they don't have any leaders. Kyler Murray's not a leader. He doesn't have it yet. I don't know if he ever will have it. You can throw the ball, run the ball great and all that, but if you can't lead and you're putting your franchise on the back of a kid that can't lead, like that's what I'm saying with Cincinnati. Like, in my opinion, Joe Burrow smoking the cigars, drinking, wearing the chains. That's bullshit. Get that out of here. Yeah. I'm not following the guy that's doing all that. That's pretend. You didn't grow up like that. Stop. I don't want to see it anymore. I don't want to hear it. Bro, get in here. You just got 200 some million dollars. Let's go win football games. Lead. Be Lead by example. Yep. You got 52 other guys you got to lead. I don't want to see all the other nonsense because we ain't winning games. So throw it out the window. Let's win a game. That, let's win something. Then you could do that. With Kyler, what lost my respect for him and made me realize that I will never bet on him again was back when he was saying, I, I, I want my extension. I'm sitting out. Yeah, you know, he and, and he fought and fought and fought. And so the Cardinals gave him the extension, but there was a clause in that extension yeah. about how, you know, hey, you got to slow down. You know, you have to actually do homework. Right. Basically. And he's like, no, you get got to get rid of this and blah, blah, blah. I'm sitting there going. There shouldn't even had to have been a clause in it in the first place to tell you to do your film work and do, you know, that kind of stuff to tell you to do your job. Yes. You should not have to. And then for you to come out afterwards and throw a fit that it was in there. I'm done with you. I'm done. Right. That you are not in, in my, I come from (laughs) where we had Peyton Manning and Peyton Manning was one of the hardest studiers, you know, hardest practicers in, in, as uh, that I know of, you know, he was out there every day. He, he had a uh, a uh, a theater in his own damn house, right? To do right. film work in his own home. I mean, my goodness! And, and no. then you got guys like this that are, are are too worried about whether or not they got enough time to play freaking Madden in their day off. I mean, the, come on! The game has changed, man. It's 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 a different era of football players, and. You know, the only thing that is going to continue to get, it's going to get worse. So you better just learn how to just accept it and let it roll up. Like, what do they say? Like, roll off water, like water on a duck's back. Because I'm telling you right now, these kids coming in now, starting like right now. Oh, my God. It's about to be horrible. The game, the quality of the game is going to go down. Because why? You got these guys getting paid in college now. These guys getting put on pedestals. These guys coming in already with a million dollars in their pocket. And there's zero motivation. So you tell them, watch film or not. Like, I already got money and you paid me already. I'm not watching film any more than I have to. I'm required to watch film when I'm in the building with you guys. I'm not watching any more film. Now, the underdogs, those are the guys that are going to watch film and they're going to rise to the top. That's why well, I want the respect of the guys around you, right? The res- At this point, though, respect is 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 what? What is respect? It, but I'm saying, but is respect get, is I'm thinking about how these guys think it is respect getting me paid. If you pl- the if fan you is remember say- that if the guys around you aren't respecting and playing for you at their best because they respect you, then your team is not going to do well. If your team I'm, don't do well, you know, I still get paid. <laughs> that's the that's no, but I'm saying I, I feel you, I'm on your side. Because mm-hmm. I've been, I get where you're coming years. from too, though. I'm, only, I'm, I'm telling you, that's how these young kids are thinking, though. These young kids are on campus driving challengers and chargers and exotic foreign cars now. And the respect, I, I, I got the respect because I'm getting paid already. So somebody respects me enough to pay me already in college. 
So now I'm going to go to the league because I'm a talented player. I'm respected. Paid, win, lose, or draw. I'm getting paid. Man, it's all money-driven, motivated now, and it's sad, and I hate it. That's why Alabama's out of the top 10 because now we can buy a team, we can buy players, and these kids are getting $500,000 in college, and they're driving these cars and you have money in their pockets, and the motivation to win games is down because now you're just taking a group, like all the talent, and putting them on a five, six different teams, and we're beating everybody else. So now the teams have to work extra. They can't beat them because they're, they're going against these super teams, right? And then you take them and put them in the league. They're paid already. And now this is icing on the cake. There's no motivation. There's I don't need to earn your respect. I already been – that's a whole other episode we could go into. But I'm just telling you, like, I'm just – I'm telling you, it's different. And it's sad, and I hate it. Tra- oh, I do Colorado, Dion being able to come in here and just win games like that. Colorado's been irrelevant for how many years? Mm-hmm. Since Cordell Stewart, now Cordell Stewart doing every podcast and on ESPN and NFL Network and Fox. I'm getting, come on, man. It's all because of we can buy teams now. The money yep. is in college. Shadur Sanders freaking throwing around a $100,000 watch on the field, wearing all these chains, and it's – I'm done with it. <laughs> I hate it because I worked so hard to get to, to – in my career, I didn't have the greatest career ever, right? But I busted my ass to get to where I was. And nobody paid me till damn near my sixth year. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I let made league minimum and I watched more film and I ran more sprints and I lifted more weights and I sacrificed more of my time than a lot of people in the league. And I don't want to pat on my back, but I'm just saying though, I didn't get paid. I was a walk-on in college. I didn't mm-hmm. get a dime. Like I had to ask my parents for money. Yep. You see what I'm saying? So like for me, like all I know is hard work. And all I know is like, listen, you like you get paid how much your work, your value is. Now these kids are not getting paid. Like they're getting paid off of projections of what they could possibly do. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you got all these companies giving them money. So I'm just telling you, like if the game has changed, so what Joe Burrow is, is not far fetched. Right. But from a respect level, from me being an OG or older player or whatever, have gone through it. Like, I don't respect that. And that's why they don't win football games. Cause it's just a group of guys out there. Okay. I get it. I get it. I understand. To me, like I said, to me, uh, it's a it's a it's a locker room thing, right? I mean, I've I've always felt that way. Like mm-hmm. you gotta have you gotta earn no matter who you are, whether you're the uh, the leader of the the offense, the starting quarterback, or you're the the third string offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. You have to have the respect of the guys around you, you know, in order for them to, you know if they don't respect you and they don't believe in you and trust mm-hmm. in you, mm-hmm. then I feel like at that point, that locker room is, is not good. You know, that, not. at that point, you know, and, and, and it's poison that can spread and it'll end up showing out on the field. And then at some point, you know, it'll be noticed. It might not be noticed as what it is, Right, but it'll, it'll be noticed on the stat sheet. It'll be noticed on you know just in general. And so there's there's 32 starting quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the league, right? And and they're the best in the world, arguably, right? Arguably, right? I mean, arguably, okay. And out of those starting 32 quarterbacks, 10, maybe you throw in the elite category. Yeah, maybe even less than that. I would I would say right. probably six, but 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So say even like less than mm-hmm. 10, right? So when you look at it from a standpoint of the drop off from that to the next level, starting quarterback from the elite to the next is so substantial that a team is willing to pay that player that has the potential to play close to that elite level to take them and win them football games. And so like quarterbacks know that. And so once you give a player that much power and money in your franchise, if I can get the, the, the locker room to gel or not, like I can't allow this talent to walk out of, out of, out of our locker room. So the hell with everything else. We can tell me wanting to be a leader. We want them to leave. We want the locker room to be together, but I can't allow this talent to go anywhere else because there's nothing else even remotely close to this kid. Wow. You see, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I like, what, like, did Brady ever get a three, 200 and something million dollar contract? We never heard of Brady getting blockbuster deals. He got enough to where he said that I'm cool with that. Yeah. And then we have enough to build around that. Mm-hmm. Right. Same thing with, with Peyton. Never mm-hmm. got it. I mean, and I, and I get it. It was all relative for the time that it was, but I'm just telling you like, and it made it work around them with, they were able to pay guys and have guys there and a good group of core guys around them. Right. And then there's the others around them that still fell in line and played well with them. Now it's just like, yo, we got, why like, we're giving two hundred something million dollars to Joe Burrow. I get it. He's he is a very good quarterback. Some want to put him in that elite category. I put him right under the elite category. Those top five or six we can argue about because he got them to a Super Bowl. Like you're willing to just say, I cannot allow this town to walk out. I cannot allow him to be upset. I cannot. But what about everybody else in the locker room? How are the how how does it all work together? But it, it doesn't matter anymore. My opinion doesn't even matter about that because. Why should it even matter? Because we can't allow this town to walk out. Dak Prescott. This kid tried to set the ball himself in a football game in a two-minute situation. And I gave – you have – So, I mean, we can get the show started because I go all day about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, you I can too, dude. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Oh, I but know. I know. It's incredible. I know. I was, uh. <laughs> it's incredible, man. Like it truly is. It's it, but it just goes to show. So we came argue. It's like any team could be good through like any year. Like it's a toss up. Like yes, we're gonna have teams that are gonna be consistently up there, but like you're gonna see Tampa Bay, like a Baker Mayfield, a kid that got paid a good amount of money, but Baker understands that like you, this is it for you, brother. This is it. So. He's gonna get. He's gonna have that team together. He's gonna have that locker room together. Uh-huh. It took him. It took him a few years, but I've always been a Baker fan for whatever reason. I've always been a Baker Bayfield fan because I like the kid. I think he has enough. Uh, uh, he's he's not scared. You know what I'm saying? He knows how to relate to everybody in that locker room and talk. I believe that you know a lot of guys fell out with him in Cleveland because in Cleveland they put the cart before the horse and Baker wasn't ready. But now he's mature and he's ready. You saw that. You see the first two weeks of the season. He knows this is it. And he knows he's got to have everybody together. He gets it now, right? So yep. a team like that is going to is going to come back into, you know what I'm saying, some type of prominence because with Baker there, in my opinion, I could be wrong by week six or week seven, but what I see right now is Baker has them guys rolling because they all believe in each other and he believes in them. Yep. Not the other way around, right, where it's just a guy, we got to follow him, he pulls up in his freaking Maybach and whatever he does and he can do whatever he wants. We're over here, str- you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. Cleveland's going to be bad. You gave Deshaun Watson $200-something million, and he, this dude hasn't played in two years. He's going to have the team together. 
He doesn't have everybody believing in him. Come on, man. It doesn't work. This was Believe in Colts brought to you by Bet Online. I'm Lawrence Owen. That's Donald Thomas. And as usual, go Colts. Go Colts, one and one in the division. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.